0: Hello everyone, and welcome to an episode of Your Money Questions Answered. I'm your host, Elena Pearson, Financial Wellness Strategist. By this time, all of us have a friend, a family member, a partner, or even a child whose livelihood has been affected in recent weeks as a result of social distancing and the full lockdowns that we're seeing. 40 million Americans at this point as of today Uh, their source of income has been put on pause. One of the biggest takeaways that I have found from these times is the reminder of how quickly our financial circumstances can change. And it can really be as a result of anything. A high medical bill, an unforeseen home repair, or in this case... An international pandemic. And this really takes me back to the cornerstone of any financial plan, which is not just saving for retirement, which is something that we really highlight at WFG, but really having an emergency fund for those rainy days. And it's really easy to say, have an emergency savings fund, but it can be really hard to save up to when you need to be spending money on just your general living. It can be a really challenging habit to get into, but consistently saving small amounts can help protect us from shocks that we're seeing today, shocks like these. And the general rule of thumb is really three to six months of living expenses. If that sounds like a lot, it is. Trust me, I totally know. Break the goal up into manageable pieces. I recently, yesterday actually, I fell upon a headline in the Wall Street Journal called 35 ways to jumpstart your emergency savings that touched on the same issue. It was like the people in the Wall Street Journal and I have telepathy. I don't know why they didn't call me to help, you know, suggest some ways to save your emergency savings. Um, Some of them were totally drastic and out of the box, but they had some great ones that I personally loved that I wanted to share with you. So here are my consolidated five ways that you can jumpstart your emergency savings. The first one is called splurge and save. So anytime you make a frivolous splurge expense, so buying a pair of shoes or even something as small as buying name brand cereal rather than generic or more expensive than the other, force yourself to automatically sock away an equal amount into a rainy day savings account. So this has a couple of advantages. Number one, it makes the associations with saving less painful. I'm going to spend $50 on that pair of shoes. I'm also going to put $50 into my emergency fund. But it also effectively doubles the price of the splurge, thereby inducing a little bit more caution when you do spend. And it also creates an easy way to track how much you're spending on frivolous things each month, since the size of your emergency savings will mirror the amount of spending overload beyond what you needed. The second one is stop outsourcing. So because of the pandemic, many of us have been at home doing chores that we usually or may have outsourced in the past. So things like cleaning, if you sometimes have a maid come, um, mowing the lawn, uh, maybe getting takeout instead of cooking, Um, even things like doing for example my own nails. Uh, I get my nails done every month or I used to but now since I'm saving quite a bit of money not doing that each month I've set a commitment to do my nails at home more often in the future at least through the rest of 2020 just because I've saved so much money that I have this motivation now that I'm going to continue that habit moving forward even after this passes. The third thing that uh, I found that I thought was really interesting was join an online no-spend challenge. Apparently these exist. So if you join a no-spend challenge on social media, Facebook, um, you can choose a length of time, either a weekend, a week, or a month during which you commit to not spending any money or just eliminating all unnecessary spending. So being pretty strict with yourself. You then post your progress daily and you can tag other people and then the group members encourage each other and keep everybody accountable to individual savings goals. Then you take the money that you would have otherwise spent and transfer it to your rainy day fund. I think that that's really useful for, you know, trying a weekend of doing that and then maybe a full week. Uh, and then, you know, you start to build and that gets really motivational. The fourth thing, one of my favorites, this is something I do, is funding with a refund increasing the amount of your tax withholding from your paycheck. So doing so, that reduces your paycheck, but it usually results in a large windfall refund when you do your taxes. And then taking that refund, it's a great surprise putting it in your emergency fund. So that's really helpful for people who have a tough time budgeting a monthly amount to save. uh, And it's a nice way to really force yourself into getting uh, more savings. It also helps the government a little bit, uh, during times when they're spending a lot. The fifth thing is pausing one expense at a time. And I think this is one of, this is another one of my favorites. Um, it's a fun behavioral trick, uh, to get yourself to save more, uh, in small little increments. So if you pick one expense a month to limit yourself on and direct the funds, to your emergency savings, you'll be able to save a little bit each month and then just pick one little habit to eliminate. So for example, if you like to go out for coffee one month, limit yourself on your Starbucks habit. Then the next month, go back to Starbucks, but pick another habit to pause such as takeout. So this month, no takeout the next month, maybe you choose, okay, this month I'm going to limit my online shopping, and then you're back to takeout and Starbucks, but then you choose another thing to limit. So in this way, you're getting creative, and you're choosing little pockets of things to eliminate for a brief period of time, and you can sort of cycle through them, which I think is really clever, and it doesn't ultimately force you into a long-term ultimatum of spending. It makes things more manageable. It's a slow increase. It's more habitual. Again, we're huge behavioral finance folks at Washington Financial Group. So we love stuff like that that's a little bit more creative, less drastic, more manageable. Again, it's a great time to get creative. Check up on some goals for your emergency fund. Check in on your short and long-term financial goals while we're at home. There's so much going on in the world that we can't control, like market volatility, government policy, but there are still things like our bedrock, our emergency savings fund, that we still can control. I hope you are all well. Stay safe out there. Wash your hands, and we can't wait to see you soon. As always, we're available for financial consultations. Feel free to reach out to us at info at washfinancial.com. We are here for all of your money questions.
1: That's gonna do it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. If you have a question that you'd like us to address in a future episode, shoot us an email at info at washfinancial.com. If you enjoy our show, We'd love for you to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you access your podcasts. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA and SIPC investment advice offered through global retirement partners llc a registered investment advisor global retirement partners washington financial group a division of hub international mid-atlantic and hub international are not affiliated with lpl financial